Well, I just believe that God is doing some delivering today. You know that there are things in our lives that can weigh us down. They, they in a sense, are like shackles. And if you can picture in your mind these iron shackles that we sometimes put on ourselves or we allow them to be put on us, okay? Either way, they bind us and they prevent us from being able to move on. And those shackles will remain there and will keep us bound until we relinquish control to God. And until we trust Him to take them off of us. And I will mention this as well. Sometimes, if not oftentimes, those shackles need to be broken. Okay? They need to be broken. And sometimes the enemy will keep us bound so that we cannot be fully effective in the kingdom of God or we can never grow to the potential that God has for us. So we, in a sense, remain in the same place all of our lives. Have you been there before? Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you've not been there, but you've seen it. People fail to take on the full potential that God has for them. And there are many Christians who live this way. They are bound by so many different things, and you can fill in the blanks to what that might be. Addiction. Pornography. Fear. Okay? And you can go on and on and on. And here's another thing. Sometimes we blame our faults on those that came before us. Okay? Maybe our family situation was not what we had thought it should be. Okay? And maybe... Now, that's not to take away from the difficulties that we may have faced in our childhoods. Or maybe there was a disability that happened to us. And... Because of that disability, we were never able to move on past it. Okay? I get it. Fifteen years I was on complete disability. Fifteen years. That's a long time. Okay? Now, but here's the thing. We can't blame all of our problems on the things that have happened to us. We have a responsibility regardless of what comes against us to not allow that to hinder us. All right? Now, there's a lot of things that come from these difficulties, these adversities, these struggles, these pains that can actually bring good out of people if we allow God to do that. All right? Romans 8, 28. For I know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purposes. What does that mean? All right? That means that all the bad junk that happened in your life, God 
can use it for your good and the good of those that you come in contact with. Okay? He's not going to just allow those things to happen to you with no fruit, no good, no positive coming from it. No, that is not going to happen. Okay? If we submit ourselves to God. Okay? Now, listen. Regarding the status of our family or the way that we grew up, there are some of you here that grew up really difficult. Okay? Be it divorce, be it abuse, uh, be it death, be it... And you can fill in the blanks as to what that might be, okay? But all of our families are different, all right? I grew up in a pastor's family, okay? But it hasn't been easy. It has not been easy, okay? When you are in ministry, you are a target. You're a target You're a target from the sheep, and you're a target from the enemy. You understand? Okay? But here's the thing. We can't just say, oh, that's the way it is. It is what it is, and we just leave it there. If we take on that sort of thinking, nothing good is going to come from it. We're going to remain in the same place that we have been spiritually for the rest of our days. We will never fully take on everything that God has intended for us as men and women of God. We will never fully mature. We will remain, in a sense, as babes in Christ. Okay? Even though we've been a Christian for 50 years, we will still be spiritually young in Christ. Okay? And we're not producing any fruit. Do you know that that's possible? You can be a Christian for many, 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 many years and not produce any fruit. What? How can that be? Well, it's because it's decisions that we've made. Okay? And now, I heard a, uh, a um, quote the other day, and I, I threw it up on Facebook. Maybe you saw it. Maybe you didn't. But it says, 10% of our lives is what happens to us. 90% is what? (laughs) Yes. 90% is how we respond to it. 10% of our lives is what happened to us. 90% is how we respond to it. Well, what does that mean? That means that we can't blame all the crap that happens in our life on something else and not take ownership for it, for some of it, okay? Now, there are things that happen in our lives that we simply cannot help, all right? We can agree on that. It just happens. There's, no, there's nothing you did to deserve it. There's nothing that you could do to fix it or to change what happened. However... You can change your response to it. All right? Relationally, one thing that I have learned, and it seems I keep learning, is I can't change somebody else's behavior. As much as I would like to, as much as I would try to, 
I can't do anything to cause them to change their behavior. Right? I can't force them. I can lead them, but I can't force them. All right? But I can change. I can control my response. Right? That is the only thing that I can control. All right? And when we learn those things, we're better. We're better able to handle the things that come at us and the adversities that we face. The only thing that we can control is ourselves. All right? There are a lot of people who are up in arms, it would seem, these days about the status of things politically and, if not, um, the things about values. Have you seen that, right? And if you don't believe the way that they believe, then we can't be friends no more. I don't like you anymore. I'm not going to listen to what you have to say because I don't agree with you. Now it's the point to where we're so polarized that we can't coexist almost anymore. It's like we've got to be, I've got to be over here and you've got to be over here and the twain shall never meet. It was never meant to be that way. All right? Now, I'm not saying what fellowship does light have with darkness, okay? See, there are things that we as Christians simply cannot do. Okay, because of our belief in the Bible and the, the laws and precepts that God has laid out for us, they are, in a sense, untouchable for us. We are not to do that, okay? So those things would cause us to be polarized, okay? Do you understand? But I'm not talking politically. I'm talking about religiously, what things God has said to us. You shall not have any idols before me. Stuff like that. Okay? Now, so we as believers in Christ Jesus the Lord, our Savior, the Messiah, we have a responsibility to be, in a sense, you may have heard this phrase before, be all that you can be. Do you remember that one years ago? Be all that you can be. And what was the commercial for? The army. Yeah. Be all that you can be. It's like a calling up out of the mediocrity to become everything that you are meant to be. I'm gonna, we're going to make you into a fighter. We're going to make you into a soldier. And you're going to be one bad person. Yeah. Tough. Okay? But we remain by the choices we make... And the refusal to give in to God, the refusal to relent and submit to God, the choices that we make keep us in the place where we are. They keep us forever in a place, listen to this now, they keep us forever in a place where we are always hurting. We're always in need of somebody to pull us up. Okay? The decisions we make in response to the things that have happened in our lives will cause us to be forever fearful. 
the things, the responses that we have towards the adversities in our life will always keep us little. Okay? Will always keep us dependent. Okay? They will always keep us lacking. God doesn't want those things for us. God wants for us as believers to be mature, not lacking anything, the Bible says. The Bible says that perseverance must what? Finish its work. Perseverance. There's something to be said about struggling through the difficulty. And there is a sense of struggling through this difficulty where there is an end to it, a light at the end of the tunnel, as it were. So that once we come through it, we can benefit from it. All right? Do you know that it's possible to remain joyful and fulfilled in the midst of adversity? That doesn't mean because we are Christians that everything goes well. It doesn't happen that way. Life happens. All right? And we as Christians oftentimes have to do battle with the enemy. Okay? However, however, we can have joy in the midst of the storm. We can have joy in the midst of the storm, knowing that we're right where God wants us. You know, when I was going through all of these 15 years of back troubles and Surgery after surgery, procedure after procedure, medication after medication. I don't even like thinking about it anymore. It was so difficult to get through all those things. But I want to tell you something. Yes, there were times when I was down, I was depressed, and I was fed up. Okay? And, but I remember when this first started with me back in 1998. All right? April 23rd, 1998, was my last day of work at Pepsi-Cola Batavia because of my back situation, all right? Now, when I first faced this adversity, a life-altering experience, I would pray that God would take me out of this pain, that God would get me out of this financial trouble I was in, that God would heal me, right? We never want to experience pain. We want it all to go away so that we can just keep doing what we want to do. But God interrupts our lives, friends, to take us in a place where he would have us to go. And had it not been for his interruption, we would end up in a different place. Okay? And it's not the same for everyone, but the, our responses dictate the outcome. Okay? Our response dictates the outcome. If we keep responding in a conquered attitude, do you understand what I'm saying? If we keep responding like, oh, this is going to be my life forever. Um, if we keep responding like I'm, I'm just never going to amount to anything, this is the way it is for me, I'm, then 
trust me, that is where you will remain. You've got to make a conscious decision that you will not allow your circumstances to dictate the outcome. I remember one time, and you may have heard me say this, that I was going to physical therapy uh, right here in Medina. And there was this one lady that was working with me. She was kind of a tough old gal. And, uh, and I was just miserable. I was walking in miserable. I was walking out miserable. I didn't even want to be there. Physical therapy caused me more pain. All right? And she said something to me that has stuck with me to this day. Don't allow your pain to dictate your future. Don't allow your pain to dictate your future. And that almost hit me right across the face. Well, come to find out, she had been in the same position that I was in. She had struggled just like I had. She had to make that decision herself. Right? Or she would have remained where I was. Don't allow your circumstances to dictate the outcome. Okay? So we change that a little bit, but with the same force and the same importance and emphasis on it. Don't allow your circumstances to dictate the outcome. You have an opportunity to take what has happened to you, things that have happened in your life, suffering that you have endured, you have an opportunity to take those things and make something of it. You don't have to bow down to your circumstances and the stuff that happened to you in your life. God does not want that for you. We are more than conquerors, the Bible says, through Christ. More than conquerors. We go, the Bible says, from victory to what? Victory. Victory to victory. Why is that? Because God is on our side. So here's the thing. We need to level and be honest with ourselves. We can't continue to mope around. Okay? We can't continue to say that this is all I'm ever going to amount to. This is all that life is going to have for me. This is all I'm ever going to be. I'm never going to be happy. Because if you keep saying those things, if you keep responding in that manner, you will remain the same. And another 25 years will go by and you're going to be in the exact same seat saying the same things. You've got to make a decision that I will not allow my circumstances to dictate the outcome. It is a decision that we make. 10% of life is what happens to us. 90% is how, what? We respond to it. Don't allow the enemy to win. He's just looking to take you out of the fight. Once you're out of the fight, he doesn't have to worry about you anymore. Yeah? Has he taken you out of the fight? Have you been out of the fight? Ask yourself that. Have you been out of the fight? Ten years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Hmm. 
You've been through a lot, brother. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You're, you're, you inspire us, brother. We love you. We ins- you inspire us. Barb, you had something. Many of you might know Barb here. She suffers with rheumatoid arthritis. You've probably seen her fingers and um, the struggle that she has. And yet every day, she continues to move forward and to seek God and to trust God for her needs. Friends, I want to tell you, it's never easy. It's never easy. But God is there to take your hand and pull you up out of the pit, the pit of depression, the pit of fear, the pit of poverty, the pit of physical, emotional, spiritual darkness, and to put you on the solid rock of Christ Jesus. He wants to accomplish things in your life. I believe that the Lord has designated <laughs> designated this day. I've heard that God is an orchestrator, like a um, conductor. And our lives are like musical pieces. And within musical pieces are various different dynamics, the ups and the excitements and the downs and the quiets. And, and the conductor moves and puts these pieces together and makes it one musical piece that ebbs and flows and it has, is beautiful and strong at one moment and quiet and peaceful in another. And in another moment, it, it's almost scary, the music that's played. Have you ever heard music like that? It's, it's kind of different, you know, depending on where you are in the musical piece. But God does that with our lives. He puts together the the fearful, the the dark parts with with the joyful parts and and the strong parts with with the uh, quiet parts. He's the great conductor of our lives. And our lives are a beautiful orchestra, an orchestrated musical piece that is beautiful to Him. You are beautiful to the Lord. Whatever adversity you may have faced, you are beautiful to the Lord. You're his baby girls. You're his baby sons. You belong to him. He wants the best for you. He wants you to mature and to move past this conquered, defeated life. You were never meant to live that way. Never. That is not intended for you. You were intended to be a conqueror. To take the things that have happened in your lives and use them as a tool in the hand of a master craftsman to show other people what God can do. 
God wants to work and display himself through your lives, through my life, to show what he can do to a life and through a life that is submitted to him. Amen. God's speaking today at Alabama. God is speaking to your hearts today. What will our response be? How do we do that? How do we make choices that take us out of the place where we've been? How do we do that? The Bible says we can be to be transformed by the what? Renewing of our minds. So we, there needs to be a renewal of our minds. And you know what that means? Change your thinking. <laughs> Change your thinking. All right? There's something that's called stinking thinking. That's negativity. And, and this is a little different than that, okay? Now, this is spiritual stuff. That stinking thinking is really dangerous. But spiritually, the things that come out of your mouth will determine where you're going. Okay? The things that come out of your mouth can determine where you're going. Don't speak that garbage. Don't let it come out of your mouth. You take control over those things. In Corinthians it says, and take control of every thought to make it what? Obedient to Christ. Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. On the contrary, they have divine power. (laughs) They have divine power, God's power, for the pulling down of strongholds, demolishing them, and everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ. You have that kind of power at your disposal. Don't allow your circumstances or your past to dictate your future. I want to close this section of today's service and then I want to show you a a short video. Would you stand with me as we pray? Let's just pray together as a family here, okay? I'm not going to have you come to the altar. But I believe that God is is working in some hearts today. And I believe that there's going to be some changes in hearts here today based on the responses to the call that God has on our lives today and the message that God is bringing us today. It's an opportunity for us to leave behind the has-beens and take on what could be and what has been intended for us. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, we come before you today. The world can be a hurtful place Some of us have been abused. Some of us have been through horrible, horrible tragedy. Others have been bound by years of adversity, 
whatever the case may be, physical problems, emotional, mental, and on the list goes. But Lord, regardless of those things, we have the hope. And Lord, in in Hebrews it says, this hope we have as an anchor for our souls. That our souls can be anchored in the place, in the harbor of peace and not drift away into the storms out into the ocean. That we can be at peace regardless of the scars that our hearts bear. And the Bible says that this hope does not disappoint us. Those who hope in God will not be disappointed. Where is your hope today? Lord, forgive us for our sin. Forgive us for our lack of trust and belief. Sometimes, Lord, we just don't know how to respond. Sometimes we lack the strength to respond. Help us, Lord. Free us from the shackles of the past that we may take on all that you have predestined for us to be. I pray that you would break the shackles this morning. I pray that the people within the sound of my voice that are in this sanctuary today or those that are going to be listening on CD or DVD, that you would set them free in the name, the powerful name of Jesus the Savior of the world. And right now, I pray for you in Jesus' name. I come against you, Satan, right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke you. You have no authority. And right now, in Jesus' name, we break the shackles that you have been holding over people. Right now, in Jesus' name, you are free. You are free from this second on. You no longer need to live in bondage. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, you are free. And let me tell you something. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't you live the way that you've been living. You take on that freedom and you walk in confidence in who you are in Christ Jesus the Lord. Don't you allow that enemy to keep you down. You were never meant to be down. I want to tell you just a quick story, and then we're going to go to the video. When eagles molt, young eagles molt, they shed their feathers. Up until this time, they are colored dark. And bald eagles, you've seen, they have that just white, majestic head of theirs. And the sun literally shines off of it. You can see them from afar. When they go through this molting process, which is a process going from an immature bird to the fully mature bird, they shed their feathers and they can't fly. They walk along the ground with their heads hung low. Now, we're not used to seeing eagles like this. We're used to seeing them flying and soaring so majestically in the air, which is what they were intended to do always. 
as are we. But there's a time in the lives of an eagle, I'm told, that they walk the ground during this molting process and they'll lay themselves against the rocks as if they have no hope. And and it's as if you can see it in their lives that I'm never going to get out of here. And just when you'd think they're going to die, they look like they're going to die. The other eagles that are soaring high above them begin to screech out to them. And they call out to them from the skies where they're flying over the top of them. And they're calling out to them so far below and beckoning them, come on, get up, move, take nourishment. They won't eat. That's another thing. They won't eat. And so the other eagles are taking things that they've hunted and they're, they're dropping it down to them for them to eat. And they don't even want to eat. They're just so weak and so down. And it's like they're depressed. They're, they really are in a depressed state. And the other eagles, they just beckon to them. And they're dropping food to them. Come on! Get up here! This is where you were always meant to be. You're not meant to walk the ground. It's not what you were intended to do. It's never where you were intended to be. And they call to them. And they call to them. And then pretty soon, the eagles start to take nourishment. And they begin to eat. And they begin to get strengthened. And pretty soon, those feathers are coming on to them. And those feathers, they're beginning to get energy. And pretty soon, they're hopping and taking little jumps and flying those wings. And then pretty soon, little by little, those eagles begin to soar just like the others, like they were always meant to do. Friends, you were never meant to walk the ground down deep in depression. You were never intended to be conquered. You were never intended to be defeated. You were intended to fly and soar like an eagle. That is God's intention for your life. And mine. Take that nourishment. Take the encouragement. And reach out. And respond. I hope today changes your life. I hope that you're never the same again.